Welcome to Liberty in America, Past, Present, and Future with Dr. Bill Joby. Doc is a historian and a reenactor. On this show, you'll hear his thoughts about our personal liberties from their earliest recorded beginnings. You'll also be transported back to the 1750s to relive the life of Colonel George Washington and his adventures during the French and Indian War. Let's get started. Here's Dr. Bill Choby. Okay, here we are, third in a series of Liberty in America, Past, Present, and Future. Today, I want to talk about liberty, just the term itself, a definition of it, and how it differs from freedom, and why it's important to understand these things before we go on in much greater detail in subsequent series. Freedom is often equated to be the same as liberty, but freedom itself, the personal freedom, is about the exercise of one's own speech, behavior, actions, uh, without any restraint. Liberty, on the other hand, is really freedom under constraint of uh, reasonable uh, forces. There are different kinds of liberties. There's liberty of uh, based upon morals. Uh, there's a standard of set sort set for a community. They have a moral standard, which is pretty much universal. And under the guise of those or under the constraints of that, uh, people are free to do what they want. There's religious liberty, which is the free exercise of one's religious beliefs. And uh, then we have um, political liberty, which is uh, freedom to act uh, within a governmental uh, constraints or guidelines. And um, physical liberty is freedom from bondage, slavery, things of that sort. Civil liberty is freedom that is defined as a legal right, such as we have in our Constitution, the First Amendment, Second Amendment, etc. The um, reasons that these things are different and important is that all societies, all communities have a certain amount of liberty within the confines of what they consider to be socially acceptable behavior. We're not free to do everything we want to do. Not all things are, um, are all things are possible, but not all things are profitable, the good book says. But the very uh, concept of a liberated person goes back to, well, ages. It was uh, the first idea of, of liberty was realized when they when people realized that they had a free will, and therefore they were able to choose alternatives, behavior, speech, whatever have you. And the, uh, the development of liberty followed as people recognized that there are differences between uh, raw physical natures of uh, or physical forces of survival, and the subtle strengths found only by the discipline within a uh, community of people. So in a way, there was um, giving up some freedoms in order to uh, enjoy the benefits of some protections of, of standards, laws, if you will. Now, liberty became it's a, a teenager uh, when unrelated people started to uh, choose to substitute some of their own uh, beliefs and desires for the, the good of the community itself. And then they became bound together by these standards, these rules, these uh, social norms or what have you. Not necessarily written, just but just accepted as the things that you didn't do, like you don't go around killing people and you don't go around stealing stuff. 
that's pretty much a universal uh, understanding of uh, what it takes to keep people from getting out of control with their freedom to hurt somebody else. <laughs> so these, um, they eventually, the liberty uh, uh, developed, uh, the freedoms that were not confined by laws uh, became a liberty that was confined by some sort of law, and particularly a written law. And then these written laws that became um, were developed as a result of the consensus of the people who over whom which these uh, laws would be established, and that that is really uh, where we are today in America. The um, we set the standards by the rule of law, and within the confines of that, we are free to do pretty much what we want to do. So again, the first and second amendments uh, are examples of that. Now, where would we find this today, though? I mean, did, it, uh, did this whole idea that, that came out of nowhere, or did it, is it something that sort of fell out of the sky and uh, we're just a bunch of people sitting down and figuring out that this, this is what works? Uh, but you might look at the Declaration of Independence, which is really a statement of defiance to Great Britain, or you might think about the Constitution, and uh, others may think it was a Mayflower Compact, which was originally the first constitution in North America, uh, when the, those, uh, the pilgrims decided amongst themselves to set standards for themselves, and that, in, in a sense, became a constitution. And it became a model that was later followed by many of the colonies and then states. But there's something else that's much deeper than that. You see, you know, when we look at the, uh, some of our ancient symbols of liberty, such as the Liberty Bell, Inscribed in that, there's a statement that says, to proclaim liberty throughout the land and to all the inhabitants thereof. That statement is from the book of Leviticus 25.10, and it's out of the Old Testament of the scriptures. Now, think about this. This just this statement that was written thousands of years ago, maybe three, maybe 4,000, who knows. But the it set a pattern for... Uh, what people were thinking about developing the standards of this new country. And uh, the, but this, uh, the, the ideas such as this coming from the Judeo Christian Bible was one that um, was much deeper than that. You see, you have uh, liberty itself could be, be stricken when people fail to defend its values or when the people freely accept the chains of bondage. But uh, what might become that, uh, in a sense, when uh, might becomes right, or it's the power of, of an individual or power of a group of people, um, overcome those freedoms and rights of uh, the citizenry. And then that might becomes right. The power of might, strength, becomes what, what goes down, what's, what is right. But uh, as, as time goes on, it, it becomes uh, unavoidable to ask the question, is that where does equality fit in this? Because if you have uh, liberties or you have laws that, that define the confines of liberty, there has to be equally applied to everyone, including the people at the top, in order for it to be effective. Because if it's not applied equally to everybody, then it's not considered right. It's not considered fair. It's not considered just, even if the laws themselves are, are not necessarily fair, just, or anything like that. So where do we get the idea of equality? Uh, and for a moment, I'd like to, to uh, also define equity, because that's a term often heard today. Equity means that everybody has an equal outcome. 
has nothing to do with equality. The concept of equality, it's written in our, uh, our documents that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, um, that at that time men, men made women and children as well. But we were all created equal. So if you want to know what uh, the purpose of something is, you look at the creator. Well, who is the creator of all men? That's God. Now, why would he say he's creating us all equal? Unless he meant that we are the same in his eyes. We're equal in the eyes of God. But why are we equal? We're not equal to him. And this is the key to understanding equality in America today. We are all equally flawed. We're all unable to be reached the perfection of God, which is a standard above all standards. So we are equal because we're all, in a sense, uh, imperfect, striving hopefully someday to become perfect in the afterlife. But right now we're imperfect. And because we're all equally imperfect in his eyes, we are created equal. So I'd like to leave you with that thought. Thanks for uh, tuning in this week. And I've got more on this uh, next time. Remember, when might is right, the people are in bondage. When right becomes might, the people are free. Signing off. Thank you. Thank you.